Hello, this. Welcome back. I'm Daniel. And I'm Garrett. And we're your hosts of Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can turn miscommunication into clear conversation, why the blame game is never good, and how you can maintain your individuality in a relationship while having the best sex of your life. Can I get a gay man? Gay man, girl. Talking about communication. Communication. A communication is. How many languages can you speak? One. One? Yeah, just one. You don't even, you don't speak. Look, I would say. Italiano? I could speak Italian and French. I can say like, ciao, come si chiamo, my name is Daniele. And then in <laughs> French, I can Italian. just say, un, deux, trois, quatre, six, six, sept, huit, neuf, dix. Oh, that's more, that's more so than So can I speak people. three languages? No. And maybe a third, and I can speak Spanish. And I can say, hola, como estas? Muy bien. In America, you really don't learn that many languages as a child. And it's pretty stupid because I think everyone should speak at least two or three languages. Was it mandatory in high school to learn a language in school? Yes. Which language did you pick? Spanish. You picked Spanish. And it was really relevant because living in California, That's... the most spoken language is Spanish. But you know what I'm actually very shameful of right now is I'm Maltese. Yeah. I didn't even say that I can speak my own language. That's all I know. And that means, how are you? I'm good. So I, when, I, you're, I think... when your parents speak, do you understand anything that I you're do. saying? Yeah, I understand. So you understand quite a bit. But I can generally also understand because of the way my mom and dad interact with one another. Well, I think it will be your mission in 2024 to learn a few more phrases in Maltese and teach us all. So speaking of good communication, I think that the biggest thing for anyone and everyone is understanding how they come across, how they present themselves, how they are interpreted, how you interpret other people. So what you're saying is communication isn't only the what you say. It's how you say it, being aware of what you're saying, the tone, the inflection, la 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 la. Yeah, how it affects other people, how people respond to it. You're not responsible for people's behavior or responses, but you are responsible for being empathetic and aware of what you say and how you say it has an impact on others. But what if you were just a gunty B-I-T-C-H? Own it. Oh, so you can own that. You can own that too. Okay. But I think that with language and in communication and the way that we interact with all the people in our lives, the most intimate relationships that we have are the most dynamic and most complex. And a lot of us have quite a bit of difficulty navigating how to communicate with one another. We've been married for two years. When we met, it was really easy for us to communicate. And it was just this really smooth interaction that blended together really well. But I think we hit some pretty hard walls early on in our relationship that made us learn how to communicate better. When you're dating, especially early on in, in dating infancy, you don't really communicate every single thing that you're thinking about compared to like what you would maybe two years down the line. Correct. Speaking of good communication, uh -huh. before we get started with this episode, everyone who's listening, we would love for you to communicate with us. Reach out to us on Instagram, TikTok, on threads, and even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the episode right now. It helps us reach more LGBTQ plus people and make even a greater impact within our community. Us gays, we just know how to do stuff. Well, what about modern gays? That's easy. Modern gays do 
relationships, dating, good sex, intimacy, all of it. Yes. I'm going to walk you through how we turn our miscommunications into positive communications, how we turn something negative into something positive. Love it. So very often we start off with an issue that is not even our fault. And I don't think a lot of us are aware of it. I know that I've worked through a lot of the patterns that have been set for me Mm. and to break through those patterns, those repeated patterns is one of the hardest things that anyone can ever do. In Australia, we do not talk enough about parents' influence and upbringing and trauma. Your childhood experiences, how that affects you later on. Right. We never talk about those types of things. So I learned about my own issues through acting, obviously when I was in acting classes, but through hearing about other people in America go to therapy or working through their childhood trauma. You have thousands of moments like that throughout your childhood that have an impact Mm -hmm. onto your behavior. Say if you have an abusive parent or you were in a relationship that was either physically or emotionally or verbally abusive, Mm -hmm. or say that there was some kind of other traumatic events within your life of even when you're coming out and you're starting to own and celebrate who you are, those moments of how your family reacts and the consequences of all of these certain scenarios that are coming into in in impact with one another, that has an opportunity to create a positive and a negative impact into who you become and how you interact in other intimate experiences with others. So what you're saying is that our behavior that we witness and that we go through from a young child into our adolescence can influence our behavior today as an adult in dating, in friendships, in life. So many people have certain behaviors and there's always a story behind that behavior. Right. And we need to take more time in our most intimate relationships Mm. to understand those stories, to open up those narratives and to really dig into the past and unbox all this so that you can be fully honest and open with your person. And then you can then hopefully also be more open and honest with yourself. I love that because being honest with yourself and then understanding the reasons behind the way you are, as well as your partner or your friends, because it might be things in my life where I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Repeated patterns can be the choice of the partner. It could be, I always choose this type of guy or I always choose that type of person. And it's always leading me down this path. Or you're always feeling in this kind of way when this certain type of event happens. What happened in your childhood where that event happened? Mm. Or maybe it's a safety mechanism. What happened in your childhood to make you feel safe and consistently retreat to that same person or same behavior or same space. Yeah. And it also speaks to your love languages. Like all of those very specific love languages that are defining what you require in a relationship, whether it's like physical touch or if it's intimacy, intimacy or gifts. If your parent gave you lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of gifts as a child, your expectation may be to receive lots and lots and lots of gifts as an adult. Well, mine was lots and lots of gifts. So you better be buying me those bags. Oh, (laughs) I want them shoes and the rings. You got the rings. I know. I do have the rings. All right. So next up is bad communication. Bad communication is a massive red flag for me. Bye. What What is bad communication to you? To me, bad communication is taking too long to reply, not answering my calls, not calling me back, leaving me on red. Block a block a block. Bad communication. Bad communication. I don't think of bad communication as like... Oh, oh, one more thing, not expressing and telling me how you actually feel when we're together and I can tell you're thinking something that's bad communication. Right. I hate it. 
Now, let me challenge you on that. Challenge me. So love a challenge. <laughs> that last thing you just said was something that you probably feel quite often with me early on. Yeah. Because for me, good communication comes with some thought behind it. Mm-hmm. With for you, you love to be blunt and immediate. Like I'm you're, you have less processing time and I have more processing time. I have zero processing time. I think you have a little bit more today. Getting better, yeah. But it's not that it's better. It's just more you've cer- you've figured out how to communicate better with me, mm. and I figured out how to communicate better with you. We had poor communication at the start. I don't think we've changed ourselves. I don't think we had poor communication. I think we didn't communicate in the same way or style. And then over time, we have better understood each other on how we communicate. And we have adapted on how to communicate to one another so that we both can be heard Hmm. and understood. Yeah, that's true. I I agree on that. And sometimes it's not perfect. No, Like no one's ever 100% perfect and we'll get to that. Well, now we also communicate when we're at the gym, we communicate via like our hands and we just know what, what we're saying. What hands, what, what's happening we're like with pointing, hands at the We're like nodding, okay. we're like doing a bit of a bicep. We're like, okay, okay. That's, that's, the, that's the cue. Yeah, like we can talk and communicate without actually talking. Correct. Like we can understand one another with just Correct. like eye like a look. motion movement. It's like when you're at the shops and we like are looking at the packet of chips and we're like, do we want them? Yes. Yes. Let's buy it. Communication. 100%. Communication doesn't have to be verbal. It's our body language it can communication. Be yeah. Absolutely. It yeah. Like if you don't have good communication, you're pretty much doomed. Sometimes in a relationship, we want to be right. Right. And I mean, a lot of times most people want to be right because they think they're right. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Most people think they're right all the time. You don't have to always find the blame. Mm. And there is a big issue in blaming one another. It's a blame game. The blame game. I think that's the biggest thing that ends relationships really quickly mm. is blaming. But is there a difference between blaming and actually taking ownership? All you can own is your own part in a disagreement or your own part in a specific experience or something that happened. Mm. And you can't force the other person to see the way you want them to see something, no. right? All right? So let me give you an example. If we are catching a train and we're going to the football game, because we go to the football all the time and we miss the train because you're taking too long to put the shoes on. And I say to you, we missed the train because you took forever to put your shoes on. Then you've got your phone. Then we have to go back and get your phone. Am I blaming you? This sounds like an actual real story. (laughs) It sounds like a real story (laughs) for us, but I'm like, am I blaming you or am I holding you accountable for us missing the train? So in that, it, you know, in, in the that way that you have just explained that conversation, right? I would say that you were blaming me, right? right. Because you weren't saying, but some, I'm not blaming you. Wait, wait. In that scenario, you were actually blaming me because you are setting the blame. You're saying that I fucked it up. It's your fault. And now I'm unhappy and it's your fault. So, but you took too long to do your shoes. Correct. So you're blaming me. But it's your fault. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm blaming you. So you're blaming me. So you need to own that. Okay. So if I don't say that you're right. Right. If I don't take the blame, if I don't own my blame. Correct. Are you going to sit in that state of unhappiness? Yes, because I will know that it's actually your fault. And then you would be mad at me 
for not saying, you know what? Yes, I was the one that was late. In order to move on and resolve that and squish it, yes, you will need to take ownership and say, yes, you know what? You're right. I fucked up. I took too long to do my shoes. We missed a train. Okay. But there's another train coming. Oh, what was that? That was, that was actually. That was a glimmer of hope. It's a shiny so moment of a rainbow. Me, so let me actually share something with you that I found really interesting. There is a certified sex therapist named Todd Baratz mm-hmm. who has an Instagram called Your Diagnonsense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he had made a quote that actually really stood out to me. And then I want to read it to everyone listening. Go ahead. Focusing on blaming your partner makes you give up your power and hold yourself hostage. In that case, your happiness depends on your partner's ability to change when you yourself don't take any responsibility for the role that you played. Conversations where you own your role allow you to own your power. What he's saying is that you cannot put your happiness into with, you accepting the blame. To me expect, accepting the blame in that scenario, right? Okay, I agree with what that. What you have to do is be able to own your role in that scenario. What's my role in that scenario? It's okay, honey. Don't worry about the shoes. We'll catch the next train. Your role would have been to say something along these lines. Okay. I would have really appreciated if... You hurried up. You were ready when I asked you to be ready because we're going to miss the start of the game and it was really important to me. But that's still blame. That's not blame. That's actually explaining how you feel and you're explaining- Why it was important. Why it was important to you and how you feel. Okay. You put no blame onto me. All right. I like that. Right? So it's not about the blame. Like forget about but blaming then, one but another. But then I'm putting guilt on you. Isn't that worse? But that's not, you're not responsible for how that makes me feel. Yeah, but so you- mm. I, if I feel guilty, that's on me because- because then I could then do the own self-reflection and be like, oh, you know what? I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. I will buy you extra French fries at the game. Yeah. My, and a hot dog. Because I know what you like and want and I can help balance out my own fuck up. Yes. In that scenario, I would have been the one that kind of messed up. Right. But it's not about setting the blame. That's where the problem lies is we should stop blaming one another so much in any relationship in, in our relationship with our friends and our family and our any partner that we have, we should stop blaming one another because it does nothing for us. Yeah. It's just a waste of your energy. Really. It's a waste of your energy. And you're and actually, you feel defeated. you're actively giving up your power, power. Yeah, and you're just like, Oh, my happiness relies on how you react. And you accepting the guilt and you accepting and the, blame. the blame. Yeah. And that's not, that's not, that's not going to do anyone well. No, that's terrible. Okay. I think another thing that's really important when, you're dating and when you're in relationships and when you're going through a journey to self-discovery is not compromising who you are, what's important to you and what you need. And I think it's really important for people to remain in their power of what they need and who they are rather than getting lost in the other person. So whenever I have a need, whether it's groceries, sexual, life, monetary, whatever it might be, I'm always aware and thinking also about what you need and what I need. So let's go there. Let's, oh. let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. And about the- okay. All right. So sex is important. Mm. Let's just put it out there. Sex is important. It's important, mm. I think, to have a very open and honest conversation with no bad communication and no repeated patterns about what expectations you have with a partner around sex. We did that. 
that's one of the reasons why that part of our relationship is so solid and understood. It's always adapting. It's always changing. But I do think that you have to put the work in. Yes. You need to be understanding and empathetic and compassionate to your partner's point of view. Yes. And needs. And needs because you need to allow the space for your partner to be able to feel comfortable enough to come up to you and have the conversation. Yeah. Because your partner's not going to come to you and say, oh, hey, babe, I know you're thinking this. No, you need to create the space or be proactive, proactive to have that environment to be like, OK, we can chat about this yeah. and it's OK. Yeah. There's no judgment. If you stop prioritizing sex in a relationship, then a major part of your intimacy and a major part of your relationship is going to suffer. It's going to affect many other areas of your life. It is so important to negotiate intimacy and closeness with your partner. Negotiate. Negotiate. What do you mean negotiate? It's a negotiation. It's a bargain? Oh, hey, it's babe, a, you want to give me sex a time? Uh, yes, please. I want it now. No, it's, it's not a, a negotiation. It is a negotiation. It's a compromise. It's a compromise. It's an open yes. communication. Now, the thing is, it's you mean like, a negotiation in the fact of like, hey, babe, you're feeling already tonight. No, no, no. It's about your physical affection. It's about your emotional processing. It's about how much sex you want to have. It's about like who's bottoming, who's topping. It could be who's bottoming, who's topping, how many times a week, how many times a day, how many times a month, how many All times, right. whatever, have that very specific set expectation. And you talk about it. Right. If somebody wants to have sex every day and somebody wants to have sex once a month, you're on different pages. Well, you better get that hand ready. You're reading two different books. Two different books. So you really need to find somewhere in the middle. Maybe you have sex once a week. Mm. You know, maybe there's somewhere in the middle that you can accommodate one another. And that comes because you love that person because you care for that person. You, you want to make, make the, the other sacrifice. person happy. Yes. There's things that stand in the way, like, you know, maybe you feel terrible about yourself. Maybe you don't have great confidence. Maybe you just had surgery. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe right. you just, you know, are going through other parts of maybe your- Maybe you're depressed. Maybe, maybe you got mental, there's like, mental all health. all these stories that are going on in your life that are impacting that. Talk about them, communicate, and it doesn't negate the other person's need or wants and just be like, oh, okay, like I'm not interested because I feel this certain way. You have to really navigate that mm. if it's important or if at least it was important at some point in your relationship. Right. If you were having sex every day on day one. It's still important. It's not going to five maybe years be later. every day five years later, but it is important that it still maintains a pretty Correct. healthy ratio. Agree. I think. I agree. At least for us. Mm -hmm. We covered a lot of ground here. We did. But I really want to get into expectations. Okay. And fulfillment obsession. A fulfillment obsession. Fulfill I think a lot of people are like fulfillment guilty pleasures. and expectation obsessed. All right. And it's really stopping them. Mm. But before we get into that, yeah. you know what we got to do? What we got to do? It's time <gasps> for Only Whispers. This is my favorite segment. Okay. So first up, we have Simon. Okay. Simon from Sydney says... Hey guys, something has been bothering me. I recently found out that my partner, who has always been somewhat mysterious, used to be a drag queen. Oh, okay. that sounds fun. All right. I stumbled upon this box of costumes and photos, but when I asked them about it, they became incredibly defensive and shut it down. Hmm. I feel like there's a significant part of their life that they're not sharing with me, and I don't understand why. How can I encourage them to share this part of their history, especially since it seems to be so important and a big piece of their identity? 
maybe something happened. something happened. Maybe there was a story or there was an event that was quite traumatic or really emotional or obviously really negative within your partner's experience. But sometimes there's missing pieces that people don't want to share and that's okay. Being a drag queen is awesome. And there's nothing we love the shameful to hide, no. right? Uh, something happened in, the, in Simon's partner's past. Yeah. Maybe they had... A terrible slam, and they broke their leg. <laughs> maybe and their wig fell, fell off. Maybe their wig fell off too many times. Yeah, hiding a part of your past is not cool. It's not cool, but that's also their past. They that's own right. it. It's not yours. That's right. So they can reveal that to you when they're comfortable. To that's do right. That. Okay. Next question. Okay. So next up, we have Ricky from New York. Okay. Ricky says, after arguments with my partner. They give me the silent treatment for days and it drives me nuts. Days. Days. It feels like a punishment and they say it's just them needing space to cool off. Is this a healthy way to handle conflict? What should I do differently to communicate with him? Well, yeah, I think that's tough. That's heavy. Having days away from your partner after a fight to not communicate, it has a negative consequence to your relationship ongoing and moving forward. I do think silent treatment is... A form of abuse in a way. It is a bit manipulative. And it's quite manipulative and it's really bad because like once you close that, you know, communication, once you close that door. You're remaining in control. Like your that partner, Ricky's partner is holding control yeah. and manipulating the situation. And that's really not fair. I understand needing time yeah. to collect your thoughts. A couple of minutes. To let things kind of marinate and to understand and maybe can communicate what you need to say a little bit better. Yeah. But when you, that turns into days, hours and days and weeks, like long. that's not cool. Say to them, Hey, like we need to chat about this. Let's go for a walk. Let's sit down and let's really, I'm ready to listen to you when, when you're up for, for chatting, but we can't wait. Yeah, I also don't think it is okay to to be like, oh, I'm ready to talk when you're ready to talk. No. Because that devalues your time. Your feeling yeah. and your time and like how you're, fe- like R- Riley's feeling. Ricky. Is, Ricky is obviously feeling really negative about the situation and it's impacting him mm. and that's not cool. So Ricky, I do think that you need to tell your partner that that communication style is inappropriate. And, and it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for you. Yeah. Period. Period. Find the middle ground next. We actually did an episode about this next question. It's called We Got Ghosted. Go have a listen. All right. So Remy from Toronto says, I've been dating a guy for the last few months and things have been amazing. Last week, they stopped responding to my texts and calls. They actually blocked me on Instagram. No explanation. No warning. How do I deal with being ghosted like this? I'm actually really upset. In the wise words... Of Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Yeah, you got to let it go. Let it go. It's not you. It's them. It's them. That's obviously a lot of fear and a lot of previous experiences within that other person's life that have led them to a point where they think that it's too good to be true treating another person like that is okay and it's not okay no it's yes i agree with you it's not okay no it's not okay but i think for them it was too good everything was going really amazing it's going in a good direction cold feet shuts the door they could have locked up or like they froze out maybe they were dating another person like dating multiple people and then they ended up getting serious with another person. Correct. You don't know what was going on in 
every aspect of someone's life you just met. That's exactly right. Even though you've known someone for a couple months. You think you know them. You don't really know them. It takes years to know people. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, I think so you lo- that's sad. I'm sorry for you, but I would say it's not you, it's them. Do the things that make you feel good. Get dressed up, go out with your friends, keep yourself busy, go on walks, keep active, whatever you got to do to feel, yeah. feel your soul again and get the spark back, get your own spark back and then put yourself back out there again. Yeah. And definitely do not try to reach out in Don't any reach out way. anymore. Don't block a block Just a block. Live your best life. Live your best life. So that is the end of Only Whispers. To wrap up this episode, I think it's important to remember that we sometimes have too high of an expectation or too many entitlements in that we need everything from our partner. Yeah. And if we don't get everything and how we want everything from our partner, we start to crumble or disintegrate or things start to turn into red flags and we worry about things. And I think those expectations, right? Those high expectations that we put on ourselves and on our partners and on others around us can lead to blame. It can lead to poor behavior. It can lead to a loss of intimacy, like those high expectations can shut us off and it can be a very negative impact to our relationships. Yeah. So many of the things you think you need all the time, you don't really need them. And it's not about lowering your expectations. It's not about settling. It's about finding a good balance on making sure that you are whole, that you're happy, that you're joyful, Mm. that you're providing value and really great things to everyone in your life, especially your partner. Absolutely. And when you can't get the thing that you need from your relationship, that doesn't mean that you can't get that from your parents, from your family, from your friends, from the hobbies and interests that you have, and honestly, from yourself. So hopefully some of these miscommunications can turn into open and honest conversations with the most important people in your life. Keep identifying those repeated patterns that might be causing you strife in your relationships. Keep the intimacy, the sex, the vibes alive. And until next week, keep building the vibrant life you want by owning your authentic self.